I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Pure evil. I want to buy some uh, radio ad time. Well, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Tivy. We got Caramac in the back, and this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, no, we came back this time, and this time we're going to do a little bit of child's play. I'm with uh, Don Mantini and the new Chucky TV series. And uh, Noel, uh, unlike the abomination that came out as a couple of years ago, starring Mark Hamill and Aubrey Plaza, um, this one is definitely entrenched in, or entrenched in the, the mythos, the legacy of the original five or six movies. I think it's six movies. And, it has um, to be six. That seems about right. Yeah, I think Seed of Chucky. Chucky and yeah, I think Seed was the sixth. I think yeah, and. Um, so we're back in like the the old con- uh, continuity. It's actually done something, even though like this show, in my opinion, is a bit of a mess. But I did something that not many horror franchises are doing right now, and that is incorporating the existing continuity and um, uh, not like abandoning it with a, a reboot or a new rehash or a new timeline, like uh, in the guise of Candyman and uh, Halloween and like fucking every, nearly every second fucking uh, franchise you look at is just like okay we're just going to restart we're just going to for, forget I think Terminator did it as well so like hats off to Don Mancini the original like I think he came up with the original concept I think Tom Holland directed the original Child's Play back in 1980 something or whatever um, but like I just think when you look at what a lot of horror franchises are doing at the moment and they're just kind of uh putting the continuity or the storytelling to the wayside i think it was um i think text chainsaw master's doing as well will johnson was saying on talking points that it's kind of disrespectful to a lot of other creators to say like what you did is like it doesn't exist anymore daniel harris doesn't exist in halloween lore anymore she's just literally like not just her the woman who played the girl the girl all of it gone so yeah Yeah, jamie lloyd jamie lloyd yeah um, so yeah, and no, I agree with that. But that it's you know it's an, it's another way that we have to remaster everything. That there yeah. are no rules anymore because you just know that Friday the Thirteenth is going to do it, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre are doing it, and Halloween has done it. And this, I yeah. think, we took a brave step taking incorporating everything, the good and the bad, the stuff that people were furious over, like the seed of Chucky and whatnot. People are saying, "Fuck it, you know what? We own it." Because you know, he, I, I was surprised when he brought up, "I have a son." Uh, yeah, he's gender fluid. He's gender and you were okay with that? I'm not a monster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought Brad Dourif coming back to voice uh, Chucky instead of Mark Hamill reprising his role from the Child's Play. I like, I just don't understand, especially when you have a voice acting role and you have an actor that can still speak that you want, like that's so yeah. iconically attached. Yeah, to he's the not role. as young as he was, but he's still apparently formulating sentences. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> he yeah. just did like a seven episode run on sci fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did, what did you think of uh, like Charles E. Ray? Um, like his this in iteration of him in comparison to Mark Hamill's iteration of the Chucky character in the, the Child's Play reboot? I thought, okay, I this this had more of a pantomime feel than a dark feel, yeah. So, like straight away, off. Movies. Yeah, straight like later Chucky movies is right. The early yeah. Chucky movies were very, very intense. Like uh, uh, Chucky, uh, Child's Play Two was my favorite of them by far, and I remember just it was 
I seen it when I was very, like probably arguably too young, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and this didn't have that. So yeah, once you accept that early on, it's going to be a smoother ride. If yeah. you're going in there and kind of going, right, I'm looking for the magic of the first two films, then you are just going to be sorely disappointed. And that's if you get the sense of that very, very early on. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I suppose once I left that expectation at the door, I was able to enjoy it for what it was. But I wasn't like foaming at the mouth but i was i laughed a few times there was a couple of creative kills which i always enjoy practical kills as well and um yeah yeah i know you had more bugs with it than i did i i like mm. i thought it was stupid but i think i just accepted that pretty early on yeah and it was again you know i just you? i i, I love the child's play franchise like i grew up with it. it's one of the it was a, a horror that you could watch whilst you were young that could scare you but it wasn't ridiculously gory or violent or abhorrent yeah. that your parents would stray you away from it um so it was a franchise that i got to know quicker than just say like halloween i i, I knew early thanks to my late brother william he showed me a lot of really awesome horror movies when i was a kid and um Halloween in particular, Child's Play, and he kind of showed and he kind of monitored the stuff that was scary but not gory, so like yes. Jaws and stuff like that. Like, so that's why they're some of my favorite movies. So, I just think the earlier Child's Play movies, even though they were a bit silly, that they never kind of downplayed the threat that Chucky is. And like, even though like nine times out of ten, a big dude would kick the fuck out of Chucky. I don't care how hard he comes at you. You know, it's that you pick Chucky up and you don't realize what you're holding in your hand. Is is exactly yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um kind of like if in Toy Story is like when the the toys just go limp every time Andy walks in the room. That like when you pick up Woody, if he was a psychopathic killer and he could slit your throat without you even knowing. Exactly. That's the fear, Chucky. Unless you know Chucky is Chucky, then he's completely threatening to you because of the fact lack of knowledge. And they, that was it. They always did that great. They subverted. The, it was always the child has is saying just crazy things. Children have imaginations. Yeah. Because it's always a dog or a very young child that starts yeah. knows about the ghost in the house first. That's a trope. Yeah. But, uh, yeah I didn't one, do it. Chucky did. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do it. Chucky did. Yeah. Um, the you know poltergeist and stuff like that. They're yeah. here and all this kind of stuff. They're here. This one's decided to just go a little bit more like, I don't know, balls to the wall. You know, get the yeah. deck, get the deck count up. Like you know, the cinema scene. We never had something like that in Chucky, where it yeah. was like wholesale murder. It was always like one or two kills here and there. And Chucky was one of the few. What I liked about this, that I think it got right, is that Chucky is a bit like Freddy, as Chucky has fun with his yeah. work. Uh, yeah. Unlike uh, Leatherface, uh, you know, Voorhees, Myers, the list goes on. They're all like you know, Pinhead, whatever. They're all got different motivations, if any motivation. And yeah. but Chucky has fun. And yeah. I think this Chucky was having fun, which I, which definitely get that much gave me the nostalgia. The feel of it was all over the place, but that much gave me the nostalgia. Yeah, that, that's what got me through it. I think I, I really think. Yeah, no, that's one thing I always liked about Chucky. Someone you uh, compared him to Freddy Krueger there, that he does have fun when he's killing people. Like, like he's yeah. a proper psychopath. Like, yeah. even though he's wrapped up in this little two and a half foot, three foot tall plastic doll or rubber doll or whatever, he's still an absolute psychopath. Like, he is a proper threat and a proper danger. And that's what I loved about the original movies, that because he's so disarming because of his uh, physical appearance, that he can get close and he can kill you. Like, you know what I mean? But when he's normally killing people, he toys with them he fucks with them and like he normally goes for the most sadistic way of killing people possible oh yeah oh, yeah oh, you yeah. know he's like he is a proper proper serial killer like you know what i mean the charles lee ray of him you know the charles lee ray that is contained within the doll but like yeah. one thing one thing the you have to say laugh 
Of course. Like, uh, it's funny that you use that word because it was like one thing you was going to say about Chucky is that, like, when you line him up alongside a hell face or hell face, <laughs> it's been a long Pandemic. week already. It's been a long <laughs> week already. Uh, ghost face, you line him up with a, um, a pinhead, uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, the real OGs, like a letter face, that like, he is every bit as recognizable as a oh, villain, yeah. as a character, as any horror villain that's ever existed in history. And that in itself, considering he's just a doll and none have been able to replicate it. None have been able to replicate it to Not the same close. extent. Not even close. I can't even think of, yeah. I can't even think anyone that's even tried. Like, I know we have haunted dolls as a big thing, but just the... Stuart no, Gordon the, did dolls back dolls, in the 80s. Yeah, and there's, there's puppet masters as well. Mm. Which is actually a decent series, but no, at the start, isn't it? It veers off like yeah. a motherfucker. Exactly. Oh, and then a lot of Med for TV movies that just yeah. aren't even worth your time. And it's but really it, weird because there's actually a separate movie altogether called The Puppet Master, and it's about aliens, like kind of like pod people that I, I watched recently. Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, oh, where's the puppets? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, weird. I was like, uh, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll send you a link. It's like a totally different movie altogether. It's called The Puppet Master. And it's kind of pod people. You but, think? Um, um, you think that this Chucky series? Do you think it was just trying to like tip its cap to every facet of the series? Because you did see in the totality of it, we had Fiona Dor- Dorofs, whatever her character's name is, it escapes me at the minute, uh, who was in the very last Chucky. And oh, she's the Nancy or something. Is that her name? Or she's something? Nancy. Yeah. That... Um, real life daughter of uh, Dorof, the the actual voice of Chucky. Um, uh, uh, Nika Pierce Nika Pierce so close I was way off yeah <laughs> um, the then end, you had right? of course you had uh, of course Jennifer Tilly reprising mm. her role which I have to, and I love the fact that she's actually <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly <laughs> so I, I think they had a lot of fun Christina Lise uh, who played who was Kyle in Child's Play 2 kind of reprising mm. her role so they, they, they and he the even dint. came back and he even came back. He didn't yeah. keep up the acting classes, but he came back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it, man, the acting is atrocious in this fucking. I show. thought you were going to quit. There's also a scene where she's going to get some cigarettes yeah, or something. No chemistry. I, I thought you were going to quit. I and thought. She said, I don't know. I'll quit when this is all over. He was going, you know, well, well, will it ever be over? And uh, I was like, Okay, it's good to see you back, Andy. <laughs> you, did not, you did not keep up the acting, man. To, to me, it, it, it screamed of um, a TV show that spent most of its budget on the special effects and the cast. I, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. If you were to break it down into its compartments, like if like we always talk about what's in front of the camera, yeah. if you were to break it down into its compartments, the uh, the audio visual was was excellent. Yeah. You know, like the, the, they got the, the the sounds right. There was a lot of a lot of viscera stabbings, like Chucky's movement was quite windows. fluid, considering. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I even seen there when I was looking through the the IMDb that they had a a very obviously a very young boy, but you did know there were scenes where there was just clearly like well, that's walk, you could see case. Chucky from behind, and they were just yeah using the kid and stuff like that. So you know, practical. And then you'd have Chucky, and you had loads of Chucky dolls, and they were all like talking amongst themselves and laughing. So like that side of it absolutely five stars i have no complaints zero yeah. complaints how could i like if you were just somebody who shows up and does the animatronics you have done your job to the nth degree you have done it flawlessly you c- cannot control how the storytelling narrative is used or yeah. how the kill scenes are used or how the dialogue that's not your job so they have done a spectacular job and i love practical effects and think- that's one thing that me and you are, are definitely in tune with each other with we yeah. love a good practical effect. Yeah, no, like puppetry, especially to portray in a convincing manner, is so difficult. Like, so difficult. It's always been the case. That's why oftentimes 
when puppetry is used to a large scale that the entire cast is meant into puppets it's very rare that you have live action paired of puppets because it's so hard very rare like yeah. uh, it's it, like how many times will you see a Muppets Christmas Carol like Muppets and Sesame Street are probably the, the, the kind of the forebearers in terms of having puppetry mm. combined with live action casting oh yeah and because it's so That's hard to a do. strange thing to say because Chucky is just a dark inversion of what came before it. It just took something that's usually quite innocent and innocuous and yeah. made it dark. And horror does that with loads of things. But yeah, exactly, it's, like it's kids, old people, dogs, whatever, pets. Yeah. yeah, makes things that are supposed to have the most uh, most obvious veneer of safety make them dangerous to their core or some shit like that. You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah, uh, like you know, and that's why you always we always say kids and old people creep you out the most in horror because something that in your mindset is so inherently safe or so non-threatening yeah. to immediately become threatening gives you this fucking weird like uh, kind of frenzied contrast in your mind because you don't know how to kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for kind of compute it or something because yes. like, like he's like oh a doll's after me like you know it's like why is it, like, like, if it's if you're afraid of something that's so obviously non-threatening in it's fucking appearance a three foot doll that weighs about nine a pounds very, a very petite female yeah, you know, just, exactly. you know just just yeah. just just anything that isn't a big strong dude that looks like you could tear you in half like a phone book or something you know yeah so yeah like and, and i mean you take that to the to a really really far degree when when you have a five ounce doll yeah exactly like so i i, I think that like shit what were we talking about <laughs> you were talking about the animatronics yeah the animatronics we just went yeah yeah no like so like I, I thought like in terms of the animatronics though like um but and the way they conveyed the threat of Chucky and the way they moved them around the set and interacted with the live action cast, I thought it was incre- it was incredibly successful. Just the problem is, every scene that that doll was in, he had the most acting ability of everybody that was in the scene. I like, think that, that is too. I'm going to have to stop you there and say that that is both an excellent burn <laughs> and an excellent observation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, like, I mean, I think Jennifer Tilly, uh, who I forgive, I think she was just having fun with it. She yeah, was, Jennifer just, Tilly she is. She was like, being, she was being very meta, you know what I mean? Like, she yeah. was Jennifer Tilly being Jennifer Tilly, who's actually just a serial killer version of Jennifer Tilly, and she was, she, you know, she was just having fun with it. Uh, Fiona Dorif, uh would, would get a pass. Like, she actually was, she was, her as Chucky with the laugh and stuff, I quite liked. Um, the kids, I was kind of that hoping was her that they would. father, though. That was her that, father's yeah, voice played over her. She was just lip Was that her father? I, I, know, I knew it probably was, but it, it, it was her father's laugh. I thought yeah. maybe the daughter had inherited the laugh. No, I think it was just, uh, I thought the flashbacks were completely cringe to use yes. our parlance of our times. I thought they were very poorly done. Uh, um, I thought the still shots of Fiona Dorf as Charles Lee Ray looked far more impressive than the live action shots. I, I could see a mile away that it was uh, a dude, you know what I mean? Or sorry, a girl playing a dude, like a mile away. It was not convincing whatsoever. I would have preferred yeah. if they had just brought in uh, uh, Brad Dourif and then fucking just de-aged him or something. Like, oh, but sure, look at look at the young Jennifer Tilly. That's not Jennifer Tilly. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be 1979. It's supposed to be 1981. I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to be 30, nearly 40 years ago, uh, uh, maybe 40 years ago, and they get in people who do not look at all I mean that's something you forgive in films I mean you try to get an approximation do your yeah. best with it and move on so uh, yeah I think they over I think they over complicated something that didn't need to be so complicated even the de-aging that's that's an entire process that's quite costly just get a dude with the kind yeah, of similar kind of, features 
He yeah. looks like him. Put him in the jacket. Give him the long hair. Put yeah. a bit of makeup on to contour his face and just go for it. Because that's what they did with Jennifer Tilly and nobody's complaining about that. Yeah, I the just young, think the, like... Young when Jennifer someone, Tilly. When, uh, just something you Tiffany, used to say sorry. Was, you know, just something you used to say before was um, it's all about getting them to convince you to, spend, to suspend your disbelief. And yes. when you're watching a moment like that, even though that woman does not look like a young Jennifer Tilly, right? She doesn't. Uh, Tiffany, we keep yeah. saying Jennifer Tilly, but like, was yeah, but a young, a young Tiffany or whatever the fuck. But she doesn't look like uh, like so. She's supposed to be a different person than Jennifer Tilly. No, uh, she uh, the doll, the Tiffany doll, ends up wanting to be. She ends up putting her soul into Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, so she is actually a completely different person in the flashback. Yeah, at this point, she's Tiffany Valentine. Mm. Yeah, so, so I yeah, suppose so it's even more. Yes, I think we. Yeah, I think it didn't actually matter, didn't it? That's so mm. you would be away with it more because of that kind of one. That just dawned on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, but you didn't. I didn't care about it, and uh, I just wanted to a young Charles Lee Ray actually out doing his thing. I tell you one scene I did like. I did like the child, Charlie Lee Ray, when his father was killed by a serial killer, and he hides in the closet with his mother. Yeah, he kills her, and the serial killer is so impressed that he just gives him the piece of advice. You know always cover your tracks yeah and that uh, gives him back his knife that he used to kill his own mother and he, he just fucks off and uh kid, i just i thought that was cool i thought that was an actual cool scene i'd stand over it i liked i like two scenes in this that i defend one you just laughed at you didn't think so but i thought when he when chucky gets up on stage and does a ventriloquist act i thought that was a good way <laughs> to just have chucky talk to a room full of people and have yeah. none of them know I thought that was fucking cool. Like, That's I done to death, that. though. Evil dog. Oh, yeah. oh, no, they didn't reinvent the wheel about any of this, man. None of yeah. this reinvented the wheel. I just enjoyed the scene. Yeah. I just thought, to me, that screamed of uh, Slappy from Goosebumps or something. Yeah. Uh, Slappy from Goosebumps is a good... I tell you this, though. We're, we're, we're nearly 50... I don't know how many minutes we've been talking about this. We haven't even mentioned any of the kids. And I think that's probably tells you everything you need to know. 17 minutes in, yeah. And the kids are the most unforgettable thing I about mean, the movie. They, but they, they, they eat up 60, 70% of the screen. Just the yeah. four of them. Three mm-hmm. of them? Yeah, just three of them, basically. There's... Uh, the entourage. That, that there's, yeah. And then there's that... There's a four kid, the cousin... Uh, the, who's the, in the it quite dude. a bit but essentially there's three main the main character three, what was his name yeah, um, Jake Wheeler and uh, Devin Evans and Lexi Devin uh, Evans, and then you have Junior uh, Junior's in it quite a lot and there's a very young girl oh Logan uh, Junior is Logan isn't it uh, yeah yeah probably oh yeah the look, father's name's his Logan. father's also Logan yeah, yeah but yeah, like, Devin so yeah isn't it? The, the, the like if, you, if their um, script sheets would have a lot more highlighter ink in it than anybody else's man they were in all of it it was jake that has the first like interaction with no chucky and then uh lexi is the bully and she's in it like over and over and over i'm just and, going um, we, I'm we just didn't going we never we never talked about them because they're the not compelling they're not compelling characters whatsoever like uh, the no. thing is like but is just, that their fault yes is this like, the, the thing we talk about where there's like you can only work with the script you're given and it doesn't matter if you're daniel day lewis with a bad script no, well, Danny Day Lewis didn't make any bad script better because yeah, I actually I, I went nuclear and I regret it. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, like if the best actor of all time, <laughs> like literally top four, top five best actors of all time. Oh no, easily like yeah. top three, if not yeah. top one. It's, it's an excellent show for top one. Oh, definitely. Like that's you know, how good he is. His like. body of work is so strong. Um, 
But like, I just think it's a case of bad actors and bad script. I thought the script was utterly fucking first drafty. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like they were just firing out first drafts. Just, just get it done. I'm having fun with it. Instead of yeah. just like saying like, okay, where are we going to? Like, literally, if I, someone goes to me, you got seven uh, TV episodes to tell this Kachuki story. I'm like, okay, I'm going to delve into the doll. I won't be focusing mm. on all these little angsty teens. That like literally, oh. it felt like One Tree Hill meets Child's Play or some bullshit. Like it was like it felt like to me that it was trying to be ridiculously progressive and at the same time focusing on this utterly uh, progressive storyline like that screamed the force progression that it actually forgot about what this what made the story compelling and interesting. You, uh, you have to read my notes for our next podcast and I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like we're doing woke, that in a few days and I feel yeah, like you just lifted it. <laughs> this is like MDK presents Woke Hour. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I just thought like. I just think like you're like okay i want to bring my story into the 21st century so you have to focus on 21st century things i just don't think so i just think when you have an evil doll and all you need is someone for him to blame so all you need is the evil doll to put his actions on and you concentrate on one person and like the one person being the main character that owns chucky or that has chucky in his possession i.e jake or whatever his name was so I just think like if you have a stronger character there and a stronger actor, because the little lad, no offense to him, he's obviously new, but well, he was trash. And um, but like I just think if you have a stronger actor there in that role and it's more convincing because he, he's your backbone. So like that you can say yeah. what you want about him being young or whatever. You're talking about uh, Jake. Jake, the, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's your Andy. I mean, yeah, he's exactly. your Andy. He's uh, the corruptible. It, he's the corruptible innocent. That's the. It's all about him. No, at but first at very least. What I was going to say is, you can say what you want about Jake's age, him being like a, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen year old kid or whatever. But look at Andy, as you just mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't keep up with the acting class because he's fucking trash. He's shit. But like when he was a kid, he was so convinced. I thought you were going to quit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> just, that's, the take. All over. that's the take i yeah. felt it that's Go the take we're keeping that one. Yeah. <laughs> well i just thought, i don't like, do two takes yeah. yeah i just thought when um he was a kid he was so much more convincing um that he'd seen he like actually did have kid. a doughy-eyed kind of innocence to him that i bought and he did like i remember the teacher locking the chucky doll in chucky 2 my favorite chucky death and yeah. she locks the doll away and like he's like screaming at her to under please like believe me i'm telling you the chucky and chucky comes out and beats her to that with a measure with a yardstick <laughs> yeah i always loved that scene but again it was just a kid that no one believed and you felt frustrated for andy yeah exactly because so many lives would be saved or andy would be saved if you just somebody would believe him i didn't feel any of that yeah I just think I was kind like, of hoping some of the main characters would be killed to be honest with you yeah that's the problem with modern horror though like you're rooting for the bad guy yeah you know what I mean like you know like back in the day when I was watching Friday the 13th I was rooting for Jason after the first second movie after the second movie you're just like I don't care anymore like you're mm. just like oh I just wanted to see some cool kills that's what I want to see some titties and some cool kills Friday the 13th and they give you that every single time like you yeah, know what I mean like he guys head boxed off him on the top yeah, of the building like Julian, in yeah, I yeah. was into it yeah, Julian, I was into it yeah. I was definitely into uh, it but like I was just thinking like wait, wait uh, Friday the 13th and like and um, uh, Nightmare on M Street you're like you're rooting for Nancy and at the start the first two movies you're, you're rooting for the final girl and uh, in um, uh, Halloween you're, you're rooting for Laurie you're rooting for um, Jamie and Rachel later on in the movies uh, I just think like with these movies or uh, with Chucky the problem is if you're not rooting for the good guy 
then the horror movie has failed or the horror franchise or show or whatever has failed massively. Like if you look at a scream, you want Nev Campbell Sydney to survive every movie. You want her story to continue. Yeah. And that's something even Scream's ar- always done well, like, you know, after four That's an excellent movies. point. Because I always think it's a powerful statement when they do the dark thing. We talk about the ending in a mist has been just an excellent ending. Yeah. The, the, the thing, an absolutely awesome ending. Because um, we're not in the horror film for like our story. That's us getting our... You know, that's our getting our rocks off, watching yeah. something dark. Well, the mist is very nihilistic scene. anyway in its whole yeah. tone, like Yeah. But um but, the, but I actually didn't want like I'm worried in, in the when the next scream comes out that they actually will kill Nancy. For some reason Nancy's this exception. I kinda want Sydney. Nancy to make it. Sydney, excuse me. Nancy's Nightmare on Elm Street. Um but Sydney, I just want her to make it because she's made it so far. I, I don't know, I'm just rooting for her. And that's the thing, she's earned that yeah. over the space of a few decades and four outings. And that's rare. Uh, and that's rare, man. Everyone else will be like, okay, well, come on. like just Give me new blood. On. Let me see Give someone me new. new blood. Yeah, absolutely. But with Laurie Strode, with um, Sydney Prescott, like with Nancy, uh, what is, I can't remember Nancy's surname, but like with Nancy, um, uh, like you want them to survive. You want them to keep going. You want to see their continuous mm. battle with Freddy. And the same with Andy in the original Child's Play. You want to see Andy's continuous battle with Chucky, him trying to save people. But when you get these new fucking things, you're just like, they're disposable characters. It's the best way to describe them. Like, we don't have iconic characters anymore. There's nobody in this. Like, if I would have preferred if this entire series had focused on Andy, even with his shitty acting, him compared to Jacob or Jake, sorry, yeah. When he, Jake, him, yeah. In com- him in comparison to him, just his legacy character. And I just think, like, if he'd have been on the screen more, he probably would have gotten better throughout the season. You know, that yeah. kind of way. I just think, like, there's more... Or if he had character. more focus, yeah. If somebody, like, had been working with him for three or four months, because, like, yeah. this, is, this is the Andy show, man. We're bringing Andy back. Yeah. Um, You know, as a grown-ass man, and now, you know, the hunter has become the hunted, and now you're after the Chucky dolls, and Charlie Ray is pretty sold. I could have been behind all that. I really yeah, That sounds really uh, interesting. Yeah, and then they just bogged us down with these fucking teenage kids. And again, you, I've seen it done right. This yeah. wasn't it done right. I'm just like, what I'm kind of fed up with it is, I want to watch a horror movie. I don't need a civics lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, I yeah, don't yeah. need to hear about equality. Like, I, I'm completely for equality. I as I, I always quote Arthur Stiller, uh, uh, Jerry Stiller, sorry, Arthur from King of Queens. It's like, let the gays get married. They've got the same right to be as miserable as the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Actually, but you know, like, you know, like, I mean, if, if the closest thing I could say to homophobia is only let the gays get married. That's right. <laughs> 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 now no, 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 the misery of it is only theirs. <laughs> but, like, you that. know what I mean? Like, I just think there's certain movies, like, um, uh, like, you could to really examine that kind of thing. Brokeback Mountain, um, is it Call Me by You, Call Me by My Name, or something like that with Timothy Chalamet and Michael Fassbender? There's all these. What was the one with Patrick Swayze and um, got a few other big name actors and they played the drag queens? Two One Food, thank you very much, or something, was it? Oh, yeah, that was actually a really good movie, but yeah, like, I mean, don't I, like, I, I suppose, I don't know, man, there's been, I don't want to complain as like a straight white dude. You know, you get catered to absolutely all of the time, but the but but like, the, like you said, it's not about because it's all absolutely fine. It's that yeah. there shouldn't be almost any civics lessons yeah. in it. Just get on with it. I'm going to put it to you oh. like this: original Halloween, you, right? You can see it, all straight characters, yeah, yeah. Throughout that I mean, movie, yeah. all the only thing that's alluded to is the fact that Laurie fancies a dude called Ben Tramer. Uh, Anne is uh, banging some other dude and there's a couple of other dudes uh, girl and another dude hooking up right 
that's not just shoved down. It's, it's not the whole backbone of the narrative doesn't become about their relationships and their place in the at world. All. It just should be... The, at all. Exactly, you know what I mean? And like in the 21st century, like you can't keep saying that uh, homosexuality is not accepted on a large scale because it is, though. Like So constantly have these fucking narratives where you uh, ne- and, uh, look at these uh, situations negatively constantly. Like, when are we going to get a positive straight people operating alongside homosexual people without us trying to kill them? Because that's everyday life most of the time. You know yeah, what I mean? I know what you why, mean. Why, why, why are we... Well, like, I suppose, like, no. when you didn't have representation, now you do have representation. They're trying to correct the flaw by... And then, by that way, they, they kind of... It's 2021, say, like, let's, let's, man. It's I agree, like, but, like, I, that that's it. They're trying trained. to... Put, but when I would say for a horror movie, for a horror movie, you have X amount of minutes, and I don't care if that's seven hour long, yeah. 52 minute long episodes. That's a lot, I know that's a lot of time, but you still have this much death to get through you have this much tension that you're trying to work in you have this much story that you're trying to work in and if you don't get the balance and that's what people forget and like first off an original concept fantastic brilliant nine tenths of the law if you can have it i get it but if you don't get the pacing right then you're fucked then it doesn't matter there's no there's no such thing as a good horror movie that doesn't have good pacing yeah it's, i just it's, think it's though, absolutely that... synonymous and when you get bogged down in the civics of everything mm. like you just said if you get bogged down in that well that's that's fine you do that now you're eating into the minutes yeah with characters that i don't care now i don't care that he's gay in fact i don't care about him at all yeah exactly i that's hope he gets stabbed yeah because like, he's boring me yeah exactly and if that's he was stabbed thing, he yeah. would go away yeah. <laughs> you know no i mean i'd rather like the way i look at it is like uh these movies they try to paint this picture like um, homosexuals and people of colour are oppressed in the same way that the war in the 50s and 60s, which is clearly not the case. And it's not it the just, case, but in and, pockets and, it's the case. Yeah, exactly. In pockets it's the case, but in wider society mm. it's not the case. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think that when you get bogged down in something that's completely not the case, what uh, we talked about with Candyman, is that you're going to lose a lot of the, the audience because the media, they're going to be like, oh, a political agenda once again where's my kills yeah. you know what I mean like, you know what and I mean? this isn't like uh, trying to take it going into your political corner if yeah. anything I'm, I'd, I'd be very much so in the left political corner mm. but at the same time like, at the same time that's not it, it, I'm not here for a, a political conversation that's the thing I'm here like, because somebody was, says Candyman five times into a mirror and now some good shit's gonna happen yeah, just exactly, like it did yeah. in 1992 like, yeah, like I, let's I, not I get bogged down shit. in Jake's relationship with his father let's get uh, let's use that time more wisely and instead of having like fucking shitty flashbacks really dig into the mythos of uh, the fucking voodoo the, the whole thing that like the whole like uh, reason that Charlie e. Ray is able to transport his soul into different beings and shit like this yeah like, what's it called uh, Dumbella or something Dumbella Dumbella all they do eat Dumbella and yeah. then Dumbella turns out to be obviously the god or the deity I didn't realise that I always knew that's, that expression all they do eat Dumbella from the old films but you see one Chucky doll and he's like, do you not, do you dare defy the power of Dembella? And I was like, all yeah. right, so Dembella's the dude. Yeah, you know, he's like, uh, how are you so strong? And he goes, you're no power, you're no match for the power of Dembella or something. That something. was it, yeah. yeah. No, I just think like when you look at Scream, um, they, at Scream 4 in particular, Scream 4 was a perfect uh, modernization of a slightly older horror franchise where it encapsulated the tone of like talking about the homosexuality and all this thing but it was ingrained so fluidly into the into the storyline it was a part of the story and not just a distraction from the story you know what I mean so like I just pacing. think uh, yeah, back to pacing because they were like oh 
yeah, they're, he's gay or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the equivalent of being a straight dude. He's just like other people are the same sex. And they just moved on past it and just incorporate it into the story. And not just go, yeah. oh, this is what the story's all about. We have to talk about progression and this and everything. I'm like, where's the, where's Chucky? Why isn't Chucky in here killing people all the time? Because like... There is even a fluid way. Do you ever see like in Scream and stuff like that? There'd be the kids hanging out by the, the fountain and they can't believe that insert name of kid who has yeah. been murdered the night before is gone and one guy puts his arms around a girl and you realise oh the two of them must be together in some sort of format yeah. and that's fine they, they, they don't have to bog down into how that came about yeah. moved into it with, or what with just visual think about the relationship yeah or... you know they moved into it with visual and a lot of times somebody's just saying like a lot of times you can overlap and just, yeah. you can be getting on with it and you yeah. can set up and you could like one guy who you might have known was 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 a gay character can again he can like hold the hands of somebody else and say you know have a hug have a kiss say I'm scared I hope yeah. I'm not next and it's all it's grand it's all inside it's that there. tension it's dealing with it and it's there yeah. and then it just says like let's just take why don't we just take Chucky out of the conversation for a second and let's talk about society and you're like yeah. oh, it's like uh, where's my kills where's my kills yeah, and that's and it, it. Now, though, to be fair this all in all after seven series uh, seven episodes yeah. You did get kills. You can't yeah. hold that against it. Oh, like, no. in, in the sense, like it actually did. Like they did top up the numbers. Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, they topped up the numbers near the end because they lacked kills. I, agree, the again, agreed. Again, yeah. agreed. But, you know, yeah. it's heavy. Uh, what they call a back end, a backload in a TV series because backload just, is that the expression? I know. It's like it's like when you. It's back a good load. word for it, though. No, it's yeah. a good word for it. Though. Uh, it I think is. yeah, that's what they call it. Is where you backload something is because. You, you put everything at the end because you, it didn't wasn't there at the beginning, so you're making up for yeah. it in the back end, you know? Like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, no, but, like, yeah. I, I just think this is the clearest case of wasted resources again. And it's a big shame because you actually have Domencini, who's so seeped in the Chucky lore, the Chucky franchise from the get-go, to, uh, like, have all these kills and modernise the character, yes, but he didn't do it in the correct way. He didn't focus on the right people. I think, like, having that young dude... Well, what back, was his... Comp- Sorry to speak over you, yeah, but what no. was his job? Like, did he direct, write, he, produce? Sure he, did, was he all of those triple threat? Yeah, all, all those of, things? Yeah, pretty well, sure. Well, then, yeah, no. Then, yeah, no, I'm sorry. If it's somebody just, like, came back to direct some some episodes yeah. or something, it wouldn't, it, 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 it wouldn't be completely on his head. But if you did it at all, then yes. Yeah. yeah, I assume that the reason it's called Chucky because somebody else owns the rights to the word child's play. But he, mm. because he originally created the character, I assume he holds the rights to Chucky. Yeah, because Chucky is... Charles yeah. Lee Ray's nickname that's yeah, all there exactly. is to it like whether you're a doll or a man like yeah yeah exactly Um, so I just think it's a wasted resource this uh, show uh, I'm actually looking forward to season 2 because Don Mancini is a clever filmmaker and I think he'll look at the criticisms that the show has suffered from mm-hmm. and he'll readjust um, I think the animatronics is the strongest part about the show. The puppetry Easy. is really well done. I thought Chucky's face looked odd. To me, it looked kind of fatter. Than I got used moved. to it. Yeah, I know he did. And, I, and they keep mm. doing that. They keep changing Chucky. I, what if he looked? And for some reason, well. anytime they change a mask or something, it never looks as good. Yeah. It, honestly, simplicity Pointless. itself is what yeah. is all we're asking for. But I did. I, I grew. It grew on me. I wouldn't have a problem with the way Chucky looks by the seventh episode. Yeah, it definitely looked it. better to me in this iteration of Chucky than Child's Play with, with Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky or Buddy yeah, or whatever yeah um, no like because I just think people think Mark Hamill is a world class voice actor and I don't know he does the Joker voice a lot is all I'm saying he does the yeah, Joker well, he voice does, a lot. he did it for he did it for um, Master of the Universe Skele- yeah Skeletor in Masters of the Universe it was his Joker voice and he did it for Joker which is just iconic yeah. not at all take and he did it for him, Chucky as well yeah like I mean if I was to talk about like great voice somebody like Seth MacFarlane 
who yeah. can who does like Kermit the Frog and Peter Griffin and uh, yeah. all the few characters from American Dad and stuff like that. That guy guy can do shit with his voice. Yeah, Trey Parker Stewie. can do stuff with his voice. Like yeah. yeah. But um, no, I just think the show itself. I think it'll be cool. I think it'll go and get probably f- a few more seasons before it runs out. Three. Yeah. If you want I, me to take a stab at it, I'm going to say three. If it was on Netflix, I think it would have been one. <laughs> Netflix yeah, the one worst. Done. For, yeah, the worst for the cancel people. But uh, I just think it's a case of you bring back so many legacy characters, but yet you have the core of your story focus on very weak actors or very inexperienced actors to be a bit more like uh, kind of less um, harsh on them. I just think it was the wrong idea. I think you have Andy, you have Jennifer Tilly, Brad Dourif is still alive. He wasn't in the show at all. It made no sense to me. Um, his daughter's a good actor as well, but like, I yeah, she like, was the strongest. If there's gonna be like, she was the strongest actor. Yeah, I, I would have actually if preferred you, if if the pick entire one, series. It was Fiona Dorf. She, take she, out she, Jake's, she take out Jake altogether, and have the entire series focused around Nika Price. Yeah, why not? Yeah, one hundred percent. Although, as we as we know, I suppose like people can tell we're we're in the spoilers now. But at the end, she has her uh, arms and legs cut off, so it's not like that would have been an amazing way to end the series, end the uh, season. Yeah. How do you come back from that? And you know what I mean, like, so yeah. that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how well, dark that's the last would that time have been? we saw her. That was the case. She had her arms and legs cut off. And Jennifer Tilly was keeping her there, and there was yeah. a fucking dark ending that way. But uh, yeah, what? no, she was the strongest actor. And Jennifer, actually, I just want Jennifer Tilly to do what Jennifer Tilly does. I'm yeah, fine Jennifer Tilly. I like the awesome. meta. She's Jennifer Tilly is a awesome and B yeah. like that self awareness and that kind of like she's kind of like making fun of Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, I just you yeah, know what I mean, and that's I, what I love so much about it. Yeah, I just think she's such a strong um, actor and so entertaining that like give me more of her. Give me yeah, like and 100%. same with Fiona Dourif. Like give me more of her. Like fucking give me Brad Dourif. Give me the really strong actors. Like like look at the franchise. Right, and the franchise doesn't have a shit ton of strong actors attached to it. But you got Fer- no. Fiona Dourif, who's Brad Dourif's daughter. You bring her in. You got Jennifer Tilly. So you concentrate your story on those three. You have Andy come back as your legacy um, antagonist, or sorry, uh, legacy protagonist. You could have had Nika Price being blamed for all these murders, and he's trying to disprove that the fact that she's actually killing these people, that she's possessed. So you can have literally yeah. Andy trying to prove her case while she's uh, trying to be on the run from the law while everyone thinks she's a serial killer. That's a way yeah. better story than what the Gevas. And they, literally, because oh, well, the way I look at a franchise, I would go in and I go, who's still alive? This is what I would do. Who's still alive yeah. and who's my strongest person? I go, you, you, you and you. Okay, right. You're the new characters. So you're the focus of my story. And I'm going to bring in one new character for the future generation. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And like, I wouldn't have used Jake. I would have, would have got a really decent, strong actor. He doesn't have to be like a gay straight or whatever. He doesn't have to be pretty or ugly or whatever. Like, I think they just, it doesn't have to be one tree hill. Like, just get a really strong, young actor that can carry the franchise forward. Bring back all your legacy actors. And like, you could even have Nika Price having a son. And there's your future. And like, pretty much Chucky, he got Chucky and Chucky possessed her or some shit. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course, like, why not? Know, I, yeah, why not? You know, I just think like, you get a really strong like picking a football team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you literally just go. Here's my strongest? strongest team, and here's and now I need to think outside the box. And here's somebody I think I'll use a utility kind of character that I think I can use to to forward. Yeah, uh, forward the agenda, forward the team, forward. It's the, like what they did with uh, Halloween. They're like, okay, let's bring back our strongest parts. We can't get Paul Rudd, so obviously, we so Tommy obviously Tommy Doyle suffered massively for that. But you have Laurie Strode, 
So you bring back, um, you, you bring in fucking William Sadler to play the deputy, and you you, you focus like okay, Laura, Jamie Lee Curtis is our strongest uh, actor, Judy Creer is our second strongest actor. I can't remember the dude to play her husband, and you William Sadler, who's uh, obviously every bit as good as any of them. So uh, I think it's William. No, it's not William Sadler. But I'll check the guy who played Chig from or another guy from Armageddon. It's like his wife only likes him after he saves the world, fucking bitch. But um, <laughs> no, I just think like they that that's what they did, and then they brought in uh, Jen, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter to be the new legacy character. You know what I mean? And in the that's why the first Halloween was so strong, yeah. and the reason Halloween Kills suffered is because you had Tommy Dial chewing up the scenery, Evil Dice tonight, and then they, they they strayed away from their strongest elements of their story in terms of their cast, and then you had a weaker film. And I think with Chucky is they had really strong elements of their cast, but they didn't focus on them heavily enough. And that's why the show in itself suffered, in my opinion. But do you have any final thoughts before you get the fuck out here? No, I, I don't. I, I Again, I think it, what you could hopefully, because you were talking about what, from what you said, is that if he just looks at it and kind of goes, right, here's what's got right from the audiovisual side of things. Here's the strongest, like, here's the strongest characters that we have. Because it's all still very open-ended. Mm. Obviously, unlike a film, it doesn't wrap itself up. In fact, it's looking for its second season. So Multiple chuckies at the end. And so. Multiple chuckies at the end. And even a, a tiff. At least yeah. one Tiffany doll. Um, so it's very, very open-ended. And then kind of go, look, maybe we kind of expanded the universe a little bit too bit. Or maybe, again, we went to One Tree Hill. Let's let's get to the mayhem. Yeah. Let's get to the mayhem. Less civics, more serial killing. Less civics, more serial killing. You know I did mean? not come here to learn anything. Yeah, like if anything, I want criminal profiling. That's it. Yeah, you that's know what actually I mean? yeah. There you go. That, that that I'm into. Yeah, because that's on topic. But absolutely. But that that's it. I'm not here to learn anything. I, I just want before we go. I just want to say like people need to start looking at slashers like the serial killer profiling movies, and then you're going to have world class horror movies. If you give yes. me a criminal profile, uh, Nightmare on M Street. Or a criminal profile, Chucky, where you have a guy that's trying to figure out this case, someone else is being blamed, like Anika Price, all these moving parts, and actually frame it like a detective story, and then you have the kills. That's way better than having this progressive, woke, uh, angsty teen relationship bullshit. Will they, won't they, will they, won't they? Give me Just a makes me want them all dead. Just yeah, exactly, that's dead. the thing. Whereas I want a serial killer profiler uh, slasher movie. Because that's what yeah. I loved about Scream. They were trying to get into the head of the killer and trying to figure it out. And we got to see it a little bit from the cost perspectives at the start in Scream 1. I love yeah. that kind of thing. You need to really start focusing on the people that are solving the case and the people that are doing the crimes and the people that are getting blamed for the crimes. And you're going to get far superior slasher movies, in my opinion. Agreed. Right. Okay, we'll get the fuck out of here. All right, cool. All right, folks. Uh, I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And we got Carmack in the back. That was Invasion of the Poly Snatchers with fucking Chucky. See you next time, motherfuckers. Want to play... <laughs> um, you have to say peace, Noel. Jesus. Peace! Peace! <laughs>